trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table again and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with Laura Robertson-Boyd and Terry Black, Advocates with Moms Demand Action, a national nonprofit to end gun violence. Laura Robertson-Boyd has been a grassroots volunteer with Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America since 2016, and she currently volunteers as the Columbus Local Group Lead. In addition to her efforts to prevent gun violence in Ohio, Laura has spent many years as a grassroots activist around elections, redistricting reform, and LGBTQ plus equality and anti-discrimination protections. Terry Black is a very proud mother of two teens. She works as a grant manager for a university in Cleveland, and she resides in the Columbus area and has lived in Ohio the majority of her life. Terry is a spokesperson for Columbus Moms Demand Action. Last week, we attended a vigil at the Ohio State House in honor of the children and teachers slain in Uvalde, Texas. Moms Demand Action Ohio, Brady United Against Gun Violence, and Gun Violence Survivor Network hosted the vigil. Everyone knows we have a growing crisis, an epidemic of gun violence in the U.S., and we are all looking for answers and action. Right now, what does Moms Demand Action demand from our president, Joe Biden? Let's start with you, Laura. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for having us on the show and giving us a chance to talk about the really important work that we're doing. We really appreciate that. At this particular moment in time, Moms Demand Action is focused on reaching out to our senators across the country because they have an opportunity right now to pass some pieces of common sense gun legislation that have been sitting in the Senate um, were passed in the House earlier in this particular congressional session. And we feel we have the support and the momentum at this point in time where we might be able to actually get some of these common sense gun laws bills passed. So that's our ask at this moment is is really focusing on um, connecting with our senators. The U.S. senators or, or Ohio senators. U.S. senators. Okay. Terry, can you give us, can you both give us a list of these common sense gun laws that you want the U.S. senators to pass, which would be Rob Portman, he's still there, and Senator Sherrod Brown. Terry. I believe right now our big push is background checks. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. It's H.R. 6 or 8? 8. H.R. 8. Yes, yes, that's our big push right now. Um, if we could get that passed, it's been sitting in the Senate for two, like over a year. There are currently 50 senators that are um, making it a challenge. And you'd asked about President Biden, what we demand of him. Um, I would hope that he would help lead us in the Senate and try to bridge that gap that seems to be very prevalent right now. So those 50 senators will come on board and get their job done. Can you explain a little bit more about what this background check means, Laura? Sure. Background checks on all gun sales would close some dangerous loopholes that allow guns to get in the hands of people who otherwise would not legally be allowed to obtain them. So we know that about 25% of all gun sales take place either at gun shows where no background checks are required or online. And we know that people who 
might not be able to pass a federal background check by going to a licensed gun dealer will exploit those loopholes and buy from a source where they don't have to have a background check. Ghost guns also fall into that category as well. So it's a policy um, or a practice that is supported by 90% of all Americans, gun owners and non-gun owners alike, people from all different political backgrounds. It's just a common sense safety measure that would keep guns out of the hands of dangerous individuals who shouldn't have them. And it's been proven in the states that do have background checks on all gun sales that gun homicide rates have gone down. So we know they work. Also, Terry, why, why the fight against it? at the at the federal level why they don't want background checks um yeah. this is me trying to figure out what the other they stopping it but i know that the nra has is strongly opposed to it and they lead that charge um and basically it's the gun lobby you know if there's more prohibition there it's for my personal opinion it is because of the gun lobby and you know they their fear is that we will step on their rights and instead of their obligations. So the gun lobby believes in no regulation. Is that pretty much their stand? That's my interpretation of it. Um, they might have a different say in this. I can't really speak for them, but I do know that they, are, they get put up a lot of barriers for us to pass common sense gun laws. So is it the filibuster at the federal level that's keeping us from getting this passed? That and amongst other things. I mean, that certainly adds to it, but I believe that it's other barriers as well. You know, they just won't come to the table. So, Okay, so that's Mitch McConnell or um, who is that that's not? There's senators all together. The Republican senators. Okay. I okay, so we're in a crisis. People know that children are dying. What... What can we actually do as listeners to help your cause with our senators? Call your senators, call, email, um, contact every town and Moms Demand Action to find out where your local chapters are and get involved with them. But if that's not your thing, I understand, but be very involved because it does make a difference at the for your senators. You know, you think, you know, Colin Portman's pointless, but it's not, you know, he has to, if there's a more calls against it, maybe that'll sway him on his vote. Laura, where is Portman at right now? I was just going to add, and I'm sorry to interject, Carolyn. Um, we actually make it very easy for anybody to take a very quick action to reach out to Senator Portman specifically in Ohio, but we're also pushing this action nationwide. So it is a simple texting action. You can text the word BOLD, B-O-L-D, to the number 64433, and that will send an automatic email to our senators, both Brown and Portman, to ask them to pass some of these common sense gun safety regulations that we're asking for. Um, at this point in time, I can't speak for where Senator Portman sits, but we know that we have an opportunity to persuade him because, you know, he, he's not running for re-election, so he might be open to more conversation. Um, and we have to try. We can't not try, right? I'll also add, Carolyn, that a few other things that we are pushing for, because there are a number of different options on the table in the Senate right now. Good. So we are, we are asking 
the Senate to confirm Steve Dettelbach, who's an Ohio native, as the next director of the ATF, the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Department. We have not had a confirmed director of the ATF since 2015 under former President Barack Obama. So this is an action that, again, we're looking to support President Joe Biden's administration in getting a confirmed ATF director. And we would love Senator Portman to support a fellow Ohio Ohio native, Steve Dettelbach. So that's another action that we are asking folks to take is to drive that request to Senator Portman specifically. Um, A few other Again, common sense gun safety measures that are in the Senate is a red flag law or a extreme risk protection order, which would temporarily remove guns from someone who poses a threat or a danger to themselves or others. Um, Again, these ERPO or red flag laws have been proven in other states that have these laws to reduce gun homicides and gun suicides. So there are a lot of different measures that the Senate has an opportunity to pass should they decide they want to listen to their constituents. And we are trying to drive all of those actions. Okay. So where do people, how can they reach you? What link can people contact you to get this information? So the best way for folks to get connected to Moms Demand Action is, again, another texting action because it's the easiest thing for folks to do, right? So they can text the word ACT, A-C-T, to the same number, 64433. And that will get folks funneled into the Moms Demand Action Network. And then they'll get funneled down into local chapters close to them throughout Ohio. So their information will eventually get to us. They'll get a phone call welcoming them. Um, So that's probably the easiest way for folks to get involved is to just text ACT to 64433. So you are focused on DC, federal, Are you also engaged locally in the state of Ohio? Because a lot's going on locally. Um, Governor DeWine has signed off to, well, no, it's in the works for House Bill 99, but he has signed off um, Senate Bill 215. Do you, are you involved with those issues? Can you talk to our folks about those local issues as well? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about, um, the Ohio Senate passed the Republican-sponsored bill HB 99 on Wednesday, June 1. That was yesterday by a vote of 23 to 9. The House passed the Senate version Wednesday night after passing a version of its own in November 2021. And Governor DeWine says he will sign the bill. So let's talk about this Ohio House Bill 99. Go ahead, Laura. Sure. So, sure. Thank you, Caroline. So on um, Tuesday, May 31st, the Senate government and oversight committee, I believe it was, had another hearing on House Bill 99. It was announced sort of last minute under cover of dark, and they introduced all kinds of changes and amendments to the bill that regular folks like us did not have an opportunity to see until the committee began its hearing on Tuesday. And even so, we were able to rally over 150 people to submit written and in-person opposition testimony to House Bill 99. Our coalition of supporters under the umbrella of Moms Demand Action includes teachers, school board members. Um, There were members of the Ohio Teachers Association who testified, parents, students, our Students Demand Action members. So many people showed up to the State House to testify against the bill. 
all with data and evidence and personal stories to, to tell the legislators why arming teachers in schools is just simply a bad idea and it's dangerous. <laughs> it'll, it'll put our kids at more risk um, than it will help. And yet the legislators voted, as you said, mostly along party lines to go ahead and pass the bill. It's no surprise that the two people that testified in favor of House Bill 99 were the lobbyist for the Buckeye Firearms Association, which would profit from the passage of this bill because they provide trainings for teachers to be armed in schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also um, an aide to the committee chair, uh, Senator Frank Hoagland, when his aide testified in favor of the bill. And he also owns a business that will profit from the passage of this bill. Um, It's a frustrating state of affairs, but that doesn't mean we don't stop trying. We are very engaged at the Ohio State House in opposing dangerous gun bills. Terry, can you explain a little more what this bill includes, HB 99? Well, unfortunately, I don't have all the information of all the changes. uh, Basics. Basics is they're going to arm. You can arm teachers in the classrooms now. Um, if he signs it, which I'm assuming he will, him being DeWine. And I, I would imagine it's, as a parent, that's terrifying. I do not want my teachers teaching my kids with guns. I just, it just, I can't imagine having a kindergarten teacher being armed, you know, and it m- makes no sense to me at all. Whatsoever. And they reduced the training hours, right? There used to be a lot of training hours. Now they reduced it down. Yes, there's very few. I don't remember the exact number, but it was like 20 or less, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Laura. Sure. Ohio's current revised code requires that if any teachers or staff at school are armed on school grounds, they have to go through 700 hours of training, uh, the equivalent of peace officer training. So this bill removes or reduces that down to possibly 24 hours. The language of the bill, as it was amended on Tuesday, was very confusing, uh, but it really only required maybe two hours of actual firearm training on a, a gun range. It's crazy. This is Carolyn Harding with Grassroot Ohio, and today I'm talking with Laura Robertson-Boyd and Terry Black. They're both advocates for Moms Demand Action. We are in the middle of suffering from the from the mass shootings in Buffalo and in Texas, and then we're barraged by these taking away all the regulations that protect Ohioans from guns. And Governor Mike DeWine, after the Dayton massacre, Uh, In 2019, people were saying, do something. And he said he would do something, but he's ended up in a different, much different side. Can you talk about what's happened with Governor DeWine, Terry? Oh, (laughs) I have to be good about this, Uh, don't I? Um, Governor DeWine is very pro-life. I I personally met him more than once because his grandchildren, my children went to the same schools and I would see him at certain events and stuff. He's is definitely the real deal when it comes to supporting his family and pro-life. So his turn on or his viewpoints of signing all these things makes I can't I can't balance it because you can't be pro, you know, permitless carry and be pro-life. You just can't. I don't understand what his logic is there. It has not been divulged to me. So I do know that he's very pro-life and he is supportive, but way he signs things and what his influence 
you know, maybe he's running for re-election. He doesn't want to tick off, you know, his supporters. I don't know how much funding he's getting from the gun lobby and Buckeye places like Buckeye, but I would look into that. How about you, Laura? What's your take on our governor and his stand on guns? Sure. Um, Governor DeWine's response to those calls for him to do something since August of 2019 um, at the Dayton mass shooting has been incredibly disappointing. He, I will say that he did put forth some recommendations in a bill that he proposed called Strong Ohio, but in the Republican supermajority-controlled legislature, members of his own party were not interested in hearing any of those reforms, and instead they've been pushing these more dangerous bills that you've already referenced, Carolyn, that, that DeWine signed into law. So in January of 2021, he signed Stand Your Ground, which allows people to shoot first and ask questions later. There's no duty to retreat. And then um, I think it was just earlier this year, and it will go into effect on June 13th, so about a week, he signed Permitless Carry into law, which allows anybody to carry a hidden concealed weapon without any kind of training or permit requirements, uh, which is extremely dangerous. And so both of those two things together show us that that Governor DeWine is not really interested in doing anything to save Ohio lives from gun violence. And sadly, our data shows um, that more Ohioans are dying from gun violence every year. Last year, we had the deadliest year on record with 1,600 Ohioans dying from gun violence. And the odd thing about that, his support for that is um, he's his group and Republicans are supposed to be pro-police and that permitless carry puts more stress, so much more stress onto the police because they, you could have concealed carry when they pull you over and you aren't obligated to tell them that you have something concealed. They have to go and ask you, are you, you know, is there a firearm in your car or, or on your body? And Again, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Why would you do that to our police? Makes their job that much harder when they already have a very extremely stressful position. So I, I was that boggles the mind. I remember the mass shooting in uh, New Zealand and how swift and strong the prime <laughs> minister took action against gun violence. I mean, she, she bought back the assault rifles and you probably know more what she did, but I, I just don't see that kind of leadership in our country. But I do admire her very much. Are there other states or other countries that are doing things right, that are actually good for children and teachers and people shopping on Saturday mornings? Australia. Look at, yeah, I mean, it's New Zealand, Australia. They both had, it was fascinating to me coming from America, how swift. Both of those countries went, there was no arguments. The, the Australians were like, yeah, this is not a good idea. Let's go. You know, we want to protect our babies and our children and each other. And there, I, what I've read recently has been they're more trusting of each other. And I think that's where we have the problem here in America is that we're not as trusting as we used to be. And um, we need to get that trust back with our leadership. And that has to come from the top and not from uh, corporations. And uh, gun lobbies. Yes, well, that's I was trying to be polite about. Uh, yeah, exactly. What about you, Laura? What, what other political groups are doing it right, or at least better? Here in America? Here or other? Sure. So 
I, what I will say is that the problem here in America is that we have a constitutional right to bear arms. And so that is the principle upon which the gun lobby rests all of its arguments. The NRA didn't used to have the extremist agenda that it does now. It's a fascinating history. If anybody wants to research how they got involved in political movements and supporting candidates and pushing their dangerous guns everywhere agenda. <laughs> so it has changed a lot. And to Terry's point, you know, it, it has become an incredibly divisive issue, despite the fact, as I mentioned earlier, many gun owners do support the idea of common sense gun safety measures. It is not a an all or nothing some game here. Nobody's coming to take away people's guns. We're just saying that what we want are common sense gun safety measures that can save lives. And looking here in the United States, there are states that have passed common sense gun safety measures. And if you look at their data over time, um, they have had reductions in homicides and violent assaults with weapons. So California, for example, um, is a good example. Um, Virginia more recently passed quite a few common sense gun safety measures when their legislature flipped blue in 2019. So it can be done and there are states that are doing it right. Sadly, Ohio is not one of them. And sadly that even though they have changed their laws, you can still go to another state. And we're, we're seeing that as well. Well, if you can't get a gun here, we're just going to go across the border over here. They'll give it to me. So that's another barrier that we face. Okay. Personally, I've, I'm just, I listed things that I thought are common sense. I think they're far more extreme than most, most uh, people that have been in the, this kind of work. Um, but background checks, of course, um, the mental health, serious mental health check, checking and um, offensive, you know, people that have been violent criminals, training serious training, like driver's ed training, at least the okay. minimum licensing and permits that are difficult to get, you know, that you have to really prove that you are responsible, that you are trained, that, that you are, you are an adult that can handle a firearm, then liability insurance, just like cars have to have liability insurance. You need to have liability assurance for your insurance, for your gun. I think we need to ban assault weapons and high capacity guns. These are my feelings personally. And we need to hold gun manufacturers and gun sales folks accountable for selling it to the wrong people or to manufacture or promoting these war guns to the public. So those seem like common sense to me. I know that in Japan, they have very stringent laws and they're their record of gun violence is very low. I know that that's not probably the take of Moms Demand Action because you know you're really focusing right now on things that can actually be passed and done right now. So there's a place for both, both tactics, as we all know. I come from the activist world, so the activist world just puts it out there, you know, <laughs> right? But what about what about this whole thing that because um, anti-gun regulation folks say it's all mental mental illness, it's all mental illness. Let's focus on that. What's your take about that? That's hilarious because then they cut the funding to mental health. Um, it's unless you have good insurance. That's I think that whole argument is just silly because it's it's not 
valid if you're going to, if that's the problem, then why don't you have more help for people out there instead of cutting the funding? So I think it's just kind of lack of common sense that, you know, we're looking for. What about you, Laura, on that one? Sure. I would say that it's a deflection and a talking point and placing blame somewhere else, which is not to say that there isn't a connection between mental illness and gun violence. Two thirds of all gun deaths are actually suicide. Yes. Um, So, but as we actually, as we heard from a speaker at the vigil for the Rob Elementary School shooting victims on Saturday, he is a lifelong researcher into gun violence and the underlying root causes. And he shared with the audience that his research shows that at least in mass shootings, there's almost no link between mental health issues and the shooter. And in fact, oftentimes it's more likely that people who suffer from mental health issues are more likely to be the victims of gun violence. So it's just simply a false narrative that one side wants to push to deflect any kind of blame or responsibility for doing anything to address the real problem that America simply has too many guns and too few restrictions or, or laws to, you know, to control the epidemic of gun violence that we have here. There's Sandy Hook Promise, March for Our Lives, Every Town for Gun Safety, Brady, and Moms Demand Action. Are there any actions that you all, like top one or top two actions that you all agree on? It's background checks on all gun sales because it is the one policy that has the most support across all demographics and across the country. So until we can get that passed, everything else sort of you know, comes into tiered levels of importance because we got to get that one done first. I think Rob Portman might, might hear this. Let's all call Rob Portman. Yes. I'm sorry, Terry. No, I was just going to um, combine the two questions because you're asking about um, the uh, rationale. If, if in fact it is um, mental illness, then wouldn't background checks make sense? If that's your argument, then let's have background checks. Uh, That's my logic, but that's just me. Perfect. We have one more minute, and I want you to tell our listeners about your event coming up. Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Carolyn. (laughs) I completely (laughs) forgot. One minute, so let's get it in there. June 3rd through 5th is National Wear Orange Weekend. It is also National Gun Violence Awareness weekend. So this is a time where we recognize, honor, and lift up the stories of survivors and victims of gun violence. If you live in Columbus, please join us this Saturday, um, June 4th, from 1 to 4 p.m. at Maloney Park over by St. Stephen's Community House. It's going to be a fun, family-friendly community tailgate with games and activities and music and dancing. So I hope you'll show up. Please wear orange so that we can honor survivors and victims of gun violence. And do you have a website? So yes, the best place to go to find out information is momsdemandaction.org. And from there, you can find ways to get involved with our movement. Excellent. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us on. Yes, thank you very much. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN.org, Grassroot Ohio now airs on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM.org and at 4 p.m. at WEJPLP in Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia. 
You can also find us in SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back. I'm down, I'm down.